You are Locked On Wolverines, your daily podcast on the Michigan Wolverines, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Happy Thursday. We are back and doing it. Locked On Wolverines podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it is your team every day. I am your man on the ground, Isaiah Hole, publisher of Wolverines Wire through USA Today Sports Media Group, and we are going... A lot later than normal if you are in Eastern time and about normal time if <laughs> for me uh, due to my local time in uh, West Coast. I am done Disneying. The intention was to come back midday and to, uh, to knock it out. But then the weather cleared up for the first time all trip. So I took advantage. It's what you do when you're on vacation. So, but... Uh, Nonetheless, a lot of things have broken today, so we are not doing the mailbag today. We will do that on Friday, give that the important time that it needs, uh, and today we are going to discuss the litany of things that have happened in the last 24 hours, of which we're still trying to kind of come to an understanding on here. Um, so let's first get into the NCAA violations of it all. Um, not really sure at this juncture what they actually entail, and there's conflicting reports as to the severity. Um, if you you go to some people, they, and I'm not plugged in here, I have not asked anybody, I am on vacation, um, but uh, if you ask some people, they would tell you that these are all very minor, they will all get you know swept under the rug, it's just, of uh, you know your secondary type of self-reporting type scenarios. But then you have some of the other stuff that's kind of come out in the more so the last couple hours that these are potentially not minor uh, violations. These might actually be pretty major. Um, as far as what happened, I, I don't feel like from the things that I've kind of heard that they weren't being called major, but it seems like they fall under that category, improper contact uh, with recruits, in-person contact with recruits and things of that nature during dead, dead periods from COVID and all of that kind of stuff. To, I mean, it, it just seems absolutely insane if Michigan is going to get a show, if like Jim Harbaugh is going to get a show cause or if he's going to be suspended a few games, things that I've read that are potentially on the table. The suspension is something that ESPN is talking that he could be suspended for a few games. Uh, and I just think that is absolutely insane. Given what we know other schools have done, right? Like pay for play, which is still very much happening and still, regardless of NIL, very much illegal, according to the NCAA, yet they're going to make Michigan a sacrificial lamb. Now, I want to take a quick step back and just tell you how I feel about rules in general. I am the most ardent rule follower. There are little things that I will do to, to bend some rules uh, here and there. Um, nothing that ever would affect anybody, but it, I do it when I do things that maybe are bending the rules. I do it with 
a large amount of guilt involved. I am a very much a rule follower. Uh, I always have been since a child. The only rule I really don't follow is the speed limit, uh, and I never follow that. But other than that, I am very, very much a rule follower. That said, some rules are ridiculous. And if it is a situation like what we're kind of hearing of improper contact, you know, speaking to recruits during the dead period, should Michigan have done it? No. But does that warrant any kind of massive penalty? Absolutely not. Again, there are schools out there that are paying kids to come play for them. They are doing it now, and they are doing it openly. They were doing it before, and they, weren't, they were basically doing it openly, just not as openly as they're doing it now. Again, it's still a very much a legal practice. And yet, improper contact. That's what you really want to draw, your, draw the line in the sand? NCAA, it is absolutely ridiculous. I think it is just feckless and preposterous. There are certain things that, you know, and, and I'm sure rival fans, are they'll be looking at this and saying, ha-ha, as they should and as anyone else would. I remember being a fan at the time of the Ohio State Tat Gate and uh, at the same time thinking, you know, while, while making fun of Ohio State for it, at the same time thinking it's ludicrous that they are even getting punished for this. This is absolutely absurd. That is not that big of a deal, right? Again, I mean, that was name image likeness type stuff, right? And if you're, it's just, if you're in any other profession, that type of thing would have been allowed. This is just absurd, and I'm sure Michigan is not the only one. I don't know what brought Michigan onto the NCAA's radar, uh, but it is... I, that's all I can keep saying about it. If, if this is what they want to bring the hammer down on and make Michigan, put Michigan in the same light as, I mean, not going all death penalty, and I, don't, I can't recall many schools out there, except for maybe like Miami, who... I don't think Miami necessarily got anything crazy once everything was said and done. But if you want to try to make that into this into that, I think that's just ridiculous. It, it's there are things that we know, and I'm, I, I know it, it's 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 kind of a fallacy to sit there and say, "Hey, if this these people out there are doing this, and yet this is what you're punishing." It's not exactly all in a linear type fashion here, but it is absurd that this is the type of thing that the, the, the NCAA would chase given all of the other things out there in which are obvious to anyone with eyes and ears. That's it. <laughs> I don't know what else to tell you about it. It's just... We'll find out more supposedly Friday, maybe we'll find some more. I don't know that I'll be able to do an emergency podcast on it because I will be on, uh, I'll be on an airplane for uh, a lot of the day uh, unless they drop while I'm still in the hotel, but we'll see. Um, anyhow, 
we are going to move on. Uh, we have another topic to talk about. That's Jim Harbaugh's statement. We'll get to that momentarily, but listen first. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from pro football to college bowl season to basketball. We've got it all at BetOnline.net. If you love sports podcasts, you can even find those at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, so it, this is... <laughs> I'm just kind of catching up, right? Um, I had Trent write about the uh, NCAA stuff when The Athletic reported it, and I was still kind of under the impression that it was all very minor and it was kind of like okay whatever but i didn't want to try to write it on my phone while i'm getting in line for something or uh, being a little discombobulated from incredicoaster actually i've been discombobulated from star tours i think i've gotten to this point where i can't ride that anymore um but uh nonetheless i i handed that off to him to write uh knowing he'd probably be closer to a computer than i would be and then all of the things kind of break out and like, you know, ESPN, well, let's start with The Athletic and uh, certainly Chris Ballas has been saying this uh, from the Wolverine that there's going to be something for the last couple of days. Uh, and then The Athletic came out and said it. And then now we've seen Angelique Shangelis from the Detroit News, who I know and trust and love dearly, to uh, Adam Rittenberg and Mark Schlebaugh at uh, ESPN, all kind of insinuating different things on Jim Harbaugh. And the fun part of this all is the thing that I did write while I was in between having a churro and actually it was a beef, uh, it, was a, it was a brisket slider. I don't know why I have to say that. Uh, but uh, in between having a brisket slider and grabbing something to drink, uh, Jim Harbaugh put out a statement via the Michigan uh, football to pro program. So here's what he had to say. I am aware of the rumors and speculation over the past few days. College and NFL teams have great interest in all our personnel, from players to coaches to staff, and I truly believe that it is a testament to the strength of our University of Michigan football program. As I stated in December, while no one knows the, what the future holds, I expect that I will be enthusiastically coaching Michigan in 2023. I have spoken with President uh, Ono, and athletic director Ward Manuel, kind of interesting, it doesn't say Santa Ono, but it does say Ward Manuel. Okay, that's where I got hung up on reading. And appreciate their support of me and our program. Our mission as Wolverines continues, and we are preparing for the 2023 season with great passion and enthusiasm. As our legendary coach, Bo Schembechler, said, those who stay will be champions. So, um, 
again, another relatively emphatic uh, statement while still leaving himself an out. Uh, I, I would... And you can add on his, his son, James Harbaugh Jr., uh, he put out a tweet saying, saying, with like a picture of a person looking in a mirror and looks back as a lizard, and saying, you know, sources, sources say, or something of that nature, making fun of the uh, like it's that type of season. Um, here's what I think, just kind of based off of that, and based off of just where this roller coaster is gone. I think that Jim Harbaugh fully does intend on being back, but. Certain things have to happen for that to be the case. I don't know how much are contingent on these NCAA violations that maybe are coming down the pike um, and whatever concessions have to be made and in, in such. Uh, I'm sure that that probably could play a certain part of it because I, I don't know how amenable he would be to having to set out like however many games. If they say like six games, I don't know how, how amenable he would be to that. I don't know that it's worth that. I think that's absurd, but say it's... Because, uh, I mean, Urban Meyer got, what, two games? So, um, or three games. The first three games of uh, of the uh, 2018 season. So, I don't know uh, if, um, you know, how amenable to, to all that he would be. Uh, but I'm sure more of it is all the stuff we talked about uh, yesterday. Uh, about his uh, the way that he wants to be commensurated the same as uh, the other uh, top coaches, right? He wants to feel the love. So I I, I do think he fully intends on returning to Michigan. Uh, I think that that it, that does sound like that's his intention. Again, it, kind of channeling himself with the enthusiasm, uh, unknown to mankind type uh, verbiage, and he said enthusiasm twice in his statement. I think that that really kind of shows his personal intention, but he did still leave the out. You know, by, again, nobody knows what the future holds, um, that being one part of it. Then there's the other part of... Uh, you know, I intend to be, you know, I think I'll be all that kind of stuff that he said between this statement and what he said on the festival teleconference back on December 4th. So you're getting a little bit of hedging uh, on his part, right? Like he can always say, look, I intended. And, you know, if, if a deal does come along, a team, NFL team offering, uh, you know, full control, you know, doesn't want to, uh, you know, I don't really know how to put it, but like just full controlled. It doesn't have to go too much through the process. Uh, it has basically the same type of feeling as he does in the college team. Uh, and you mix that with potential NCAA violations. I could see where things, uh, where he might be like, all right, yeah, you know what? Peace. Right there's also the you know possibility that Michigan doesn't like these NCAA violations and is like this is untenable. Um, I think though after they kept Rich Rodriguez with Stretchgate and all of that kind of stuff, it, I don't think that they're going to go and turn around and change things up as far as that's concerned. But he did leave himself an out, yet he still set the intention. Now that is one part 
that I do want to address when it comes to this is setting the intentions, essentially, or a mixture of the intentions and expectations. It's something that I learned from my old boss, Darren Bogosian, a Hollywood talent agent. He used to always say managing people's expectations is the biggest part of the job, just because like there was a time when I was like, I had to send a script to somebody, for instance, and maybe I was, I you know, completely overwhelmed, I, I, not maybe, I certainly was, that's kind of the nature of that job, but I was completely overwhelmed and didn't get it out as fast as possible. And he was like, you can buy yourself a lot of grace and time by, you know, essentially letting people know when, what to expect and when to expect it. And I've used that throughout my life ever since. I kind of feel like Jim Harbaugh is doing that exact same thing you know, by giving himself a couple outs. And I think that his intentions come through that he wants to be at Michigan. I think that that is the intention he has set. But I think he is also managing the expectations in case that doesn't come to fruition. And he can always have something to point back on. Um, it's very crafty. Uh, again, I don't think that he is like out seeking another job somewhere or anything like that, which we've seen obviously last year. Uh, I just think that he is trying to set those expectations while trying to uh, keep his mind open for what is apparently coming down the pike. And it's very disappointing. Let's continue talking about this and then I have another point I wanna to touch on here in just a moment. But before we do, uh, listen, if you're looking for a delicious treat, but don't want all the fat and calories, which I would love that, especially would have loved that this week. And then you gotta try a Built Bar. We just got through the holidays and I know my goal is to eat a little healthier this year. It hasn't happened so far because I am at Disney. Uh, if you're like me and you want to, uh, where you want to eat healthier but don't want to compromise taste, then I've just got the thing for you. You've gotta try Built. With Built, healthy is actually tasty. Seriously, they're so delicious. You won't think they're good for you. Perfect for your New Year's resolution. And what makes Built Bars so good? Well, for starters, they're all covered 100% real chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. And they come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, coconut almond. Uh, churro's triggering me right this second. <laughs> I'm not sure how Built does it. But these bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. And what's even better is that they are healthy. Only 130 calories and 4 grams of sugar with a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now you don't need to wait around to get a box. For years we've been talking about ordering Built Bars at Built.com. Now you can get them at your local Walmart or at Sam's Club. That's right. Head to your nearest Walmart today. Walk back to the pharmacy section. Grab yourself a box of Built Bars, or you can pick up a four-bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puffs. If you're close to Sam's Club, run in and grab a 13-bar box with our hip flavors, uh, brownie batter, which I love, and churro. You can thank me later. So, that Built Bar, if, you, if, if, you, if you're listening to the ad version of this because apparently there's an ad free version of our show now um it's uh I, I mentioned these churro built bars and uh that triggered me because i've had all things churro <laughs> being at disneyland 
the coup de grace was the uh, churro toffee that I had when I snuck out of the rain because it was full torrential downpour and I had to get out of the rain for a bit because I was just like, you know, my feet are wet, my pants are wet, I'm wearing a rain jacket and yet somehow everything underneath it's wet. I just need to get out and treat yourself. Uh, I, I don't, I haven't weighed myself, but I'm afraid to, because I'm pretty sure even despite walking 40 miles in the last three days, and that is not an exaggeration, uh, my feet are literally throbbing right now, uh, I'm pretty sure I have gained five pounds. So, that's fun. Um, all right, so uh, we talked about Jim Harbaugh setting his intentions and the expectations and all of that, and then there's the NCAA violations. Is just again seems absolutely absurd, given everything that we know other schools are doing. I mean, heck, there's tampering. Michigan had been tampered with, with you know, players and such. And then there's other, oh, there's the Jordan Addison, and you have coaches out there screaming from the rooftops like Pat Narduzzi and saying this is happening. You have. Mac Brown screaming from the rooftops about Drake May, this is happening, and yet uh, uh, maybe a couple coaches go and uh, talk to some guys when they shouldn't or show up where they shouldn't. I mean, that's the type of thing that we know happened all the time. I mean, I've heard stories about other coaches doing it in Michigan <laughs> or to players Michigan was recruiting uh, from recruits and all of that stuff. So it's I know people will ask me for specifics. I don't remember specifics at this point. I covered recruiting for a couple of years and talked to hundreds of kids. It's just, it's happened. But um, it, it's, I can see why Jim Harbaugh would hedge his bets. And I think that that is smart, just kind of given who knows what's going to come down the pike. It's stupid that something is going to come down the pike. Now, here's the thing. It's good that he set his intentions because there is recruiting that needs to happen. And as long as he is in full understanding with those guys, you know, the Jaden Davises of the world, certainly this could play a role, right? Like Jaden Davis, as far as we know, leaning strongly towards Michigan, Nicholas Harbor, you know, the... Michigan, Oregon, you know, removed LSU from his top group, but South Carolina, Maryland, all still in it, but Michigan has long been perceived the leader. This throws a wrench in it. So it's it's smart of him to release that statement. The problem with the be, setting the expectations is that it's not forceful enough. Um, not that it matters either, right? Nick Saban, as the... Miami NFL Dolphins head coach. That doesn't really work the way it does. Like, uh, Oh, NFL. That's why Miami football Dolphins. I was thinking like New York football Giants, that type of thing there. Um, <laughs> it, you know, came out and said, I will not be the next head coach at Alabama. And then was the next head coach at Alabama, right? Like, it, sometimes it goes that way. Um, but uh, certainly they need to try to get ahead of it and appease things because you can't have a second disappointing recruiting class. This puts Michigan in a very tenuous position um, between the potential of him wanting to, you know, accept an NFL job if it's lucrative enough and having flirted with it last year to violations. Listen, it, it's a problem. Uh, other schools have obviously gotten through those types of problems, right? We've seen it happen. Ohio State got through TACGATE just fine. 
but it's something that you have to address head on and you need to be very vigilant about. So Michigan needs to be on its P's and Q's there. Last order of business is uh, something that happened last night while I, again, was meandering that which is Disneyland in the rain, and that is Andrew Anthony, unsurprisingly, entered the NCAA, uh, NCAA transfer portal. Um, so his tenure in Ann Arbor is over, uh, likely, and uh, I never even got the interview up that I did with him uh, at the uh, media day for the Fiesta Bowl. Um, where he said he watches his uh, he watches his MSU highlights every day, uh, or at least before every game, to remind himself of what is capable of. But uh, really disappointing career because it really felt like I mean we've been long on what Andrell may, maybe could do, uh, and we saw it in one game, and that was it. Then he got injured, and kind of again wasn't the same. Uh, at least Roman Wilson finally had his breakout again in the Fiesta Bowl after not looking uh, that great after his concussion in uh, the Iowa game. But Andrell, uh, I saw a graphic that someone someone had put out, uh, broke down his targets and catches, 29 targets, 7 catches. Uh, not great, especially when you consider some of the other guys we think of as not necessarily being great at coming down with the football, all hovering around 60%. He's not anywhere near that. So he's got to work some things out. Getting a litany of offers, though, including his hometown, Michigan State, you would hope <laughs> precludes what happened to his brothers, precludes him from going to Michigan State, you would imagine. Uh, but you, lots of schools come calling. MS, uh, MSU is one of them, Miami, Pitt. Uh, UCLA, uh, lots of schools that seem to, to think that they can get something out of him. He is athletic. He has a lot of capability, but his hands have not worked out for him so far outside of one game uh, in which he came out as a superstar. So wish the best of luck to him. I've always appreciated Andrell. He's been here on this podcast before. Uh, so uh, we'll be interested to see where he goes and where he lands and how he goes from here. So always we'll be rooting for him, but it's disappointing that that talent didn't work out. So hopefully that's the end of that, but we'll see uh, what happens in the transfer portal from here on in. But that's going to do it for us today. We'll be back with the mailbag on Friday, uh, a little bit more early on side, at least for me in LA, uh, because I have to have the rental car back by noon. So <laughs> that, and uh, have a flight at uh, three. So must we do it on the plane? And no, we aren't doing that. I don't need y'all to see me have a panic attack. Uh, and have other people watching, wondering why I'm just sitting here talking aloud with the camera in my face. <laughs> Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. We will talk to you again very soon. Peace.